Hey guys, welcome to Can I Eat This? And my first guest is actually an old friend of mine. I just, I love her so much. We used to live in the same city. She's now on the other end of the country. Um, but I was so fortunate that I got to see her this summer. And we actually recorded a few weeks later. So we do, just a heads up, we do talk about how hot it is in Charleston, South Carolina, which doesn't make sense right now. But um, just FYI on that. is Her name is Janine Peters Gillette. And I'm so pumped uh, to talk to her because she has celiac disease. And I, I remember when we lived in the same city and we hung out a little bit more back then obviously than we do now um, that I just recall her having to deal with a lot of the celiac stuff and I was not totally familiar with it this was many years ago and so I of course wanted to talk to her first when I started this podcast she was the first person I thought of and I'm so happy she said yes and we got together in Charleston and she agreed to to talk with me for the podcast and uh, it's just a lot of fun and so also be advised we get a little giggly because it has been a long time since we've seen each other and we used to do comedy together so it was a lot of fun but she talks about some of the issues that a lot of people who are gluten-free or who have celiac disease go through regularly just the journey when you're trying to figure out mainly the celiac disease um mainly the medical professionals trying to figure out like what's going on. So she really goes into detail about that. And it's, and it's amazing. And I read this all the time and I hear it from other people, but it's just, it's amazing to me that it takes that long to kind of hone in on what's going on with someone to figure that out. But she talks about her journey and she also kind of touches on some of her favorite gluten-free or GF foods that she likes to go to uh, for breakfast and, and um, lunch and, and dinner and on snacks and all that good stuff. And also her um, her feelings on people who are just gluten-free and who don't have celiac disease. We talk about that because that's kind of a thing, has been for a few years now. So uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. I really enjoyed recording it. So here we go. Without further ado, Janine Peters-Gillette. Here we are. I am talking to none other than my pal, Janine Peters. And um, and Janine, right now you're in Charleston, South Carolina. I am. I'm sweating my way through summer in Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> what is? I lived in Charleston at one point, and what people don't know, the humidity is ridiculous. It is like it it, it edges up to like eighty percent and above. Yeah, which is nuts. Yeah, but it, because- it lives above eighty percent. Yes. Yeah. And you can't, I mean, your sweat can't go anywhere except just run off of you. It can't evaporate. It's not pleasant. It's not a pleasant sweat. It just is there. The other day I tried to enjoy the heat and I went to the pool and I sat down and I noticed my kneecaps were sweating, which was something (laughs) that never happened to me before. But they weren't like 
dripping sweat. They were just like building up beads of sweat on my kneecaps because the sweat had nowhere to go. So it was just forming on my knee and hanging out there. (laughs) That is, uh, thank you for that uh, visual. I'm I'm sorry. That's a lovely image to start a podcast. Yeah, I've never never discussed kneecap sweat before. I've never had it before. It's a a new thing for me. So I just felt like maybe it's like something I had to get out there (laughs) for listening. Well, yeah, I appreciate you. And I'm here for you with your kneecap sweat. Um, So we are talking to Janine today. Uh, First off, in honor of you, I had some Inca corn, an Inca corn snack earlier, which is um, gluten free. Mm-hmm. Because Janine is celiac or has celiac disease. Well, let's talk about it. You, I don't even, I don't need to say what what's going on with you. Let's talk about it. Let's hear it out of your mouth. What? Give me the scoop on that. And when you, I guess, started feeling kind of weird and symptoms before you even knew what was going on. What What were you feeling um, initially? And when did that happen? I started being aware that something was off. It was in 2002. But looking back um, in high school, I used to get really crazy migraines that was like, just out of nowhere. And um, I was like treated and tested for all this like crazy stuff for these crazy migraines. And looking back, that can be a result and a side effect and a symptom of celiac disease. And then like the weird thing about celiac disease, you can have symptoms that arise and are very strong and then they can kind of slip under and then another symptom will pop up. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. Like you may have one crazy symptom for six months to a year and then that can kind of subside and then another one will take over. So I guess it was around 2002 um, that I started – losing a lot of weight. I was very fatigued. I was very anemic. Um, My lymph nodes started kind of going crazy and were always really swollen and kind of popping out and causing um, concern. And I was being tested um, for our, I was tested for lymph node cancer. I was tested, um, I think even once for like some type of blood disorder. I was just getting all these crazy tests done because nobody could figure out why I was so anemic in my body. Um, I was put on different drugs for um, iron and calcium and I was highly um, malnourished. And I would have to, I was living in Florida at the time, going to college at University of Central Florida, and I'd have to fly home to get iron infusions because my body was just like not absorbing anything. And it got to the point where I had lost about 20 pounds and I was just a rail. And then the bloating and my stomach would get super huge and I would look like I was like six months pregnant and I just couldn't understand it. I mean, I was in my twenties at the time I was in college. Um, you know, I worked part-time at Walt Disney world. So it was not like I was living a stressful life and I was super healthy and I was eating whole wheat pasta and whole wheat bagels and everything I ate was like whole wheat and grains and cashew cereal. And I was like, I'm so healthy. And it turns out that it was all of that. That was like slowly just, you know, killing my insides. And it's so interesting that they couldn't figure this out. I mean, you know, you were going and receiving 
you know, infusion. I mean, you, they yeah. just couldn't figure it out. And it's, it's everything you just said, just me reading up on it. It's, it's um, everything you just said you went through. I mean, everything that you said that you went through, I've read and what can like happens a lot to people where you have the anemia and the, yeah. and the migraines and everything. That's just what for. Okay. So what we're just going to put this out there, just right out of the bat. Um, basically we're not talking about, well, we'll get, that's a whole separate thing, gluten intolerance, but you're right. straight up, you, you have to follow a strict gluten-free diet. And, and basically what happens is if you don't, it, it attacks your, basically your body's auto, it's like an autoimmune situation. Right. Your, your body kind of attacks your small intestine and then you don't absorb your nutrients and stuff. And then there right. you go. You're, you develop all these other issues and it's so crazy that they, you were in your twenties at this point. That's what blows my mind that it just can get to that point and nobody knows. Yeah. Point. And it, they say it can kind of like pop up or arise or a lot of people get it um, after they're pregnant or something like that. Or they say that there, it can kind of stay hidden in your body and have this like onset when there's like a major change in your life. So <laughs> I don't know if college was. <laughs> <laughs> you lived college, in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I moved to Florida. My body was like, nope. You're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Get out. There's gators. Um, so it was nuts. And it was, I mean, I went to about three or four different doctors, you know, regularly that were testing me and trying to figure this out. And my blood pressure was really off. And then finally, my mom um, was a nurse up in Philadelphia. And she was like, you're flying home and you're seeing, you know, these my guys up here. And they're the ones that I would get the iron infusions from. And then it was about two years um, of me, you know, just kind of at the end of two years, giving up and doctors being like, you're just anorexic. Um, I had a doctor like tell me that I was pregnant. And I was like, I guarantee you I'm not because I was so bloated. And I was so skinny at that point, I hadn't, you know, had my time of the month. And they're like, you're just lying. And I'm like, I'm not lying. Like I eat like my roommates. I had two roommates at the time. Like they see me eat. Like, I just don't understand why I'm not like a normal 20 year old or 20. I forget how I was like in my mid twenties where it's like, I would have to take a nap before I went in out or like I would get so bloated and I just kept losing weight. And then my stomach would literally distend out to like this huge just ball. But then I'd be like a stick figure everywhere else. And I finally switched to like my fourth doctor in Florida and they did a blood test and you have these um, antibodies in your blood that if you test positive for celiac, for like a gluten intolerance, I think the levels, um, forgive me, it's been a minute, are usually around like, um, like a one to seven, right? And then if you have celiac disease, it's like seven to 14. And my antibodies were up at a 41. So oh I my was God. just like off the charts. And at the time, and like this was, yeah, it was like 2004. And I remember the doctor being like, oh, you have celiac disease. It's pretty much just like tropical sprue. Just follow like a South Beach diet. And I was like, And then that was it. And I was like, what? So I went home, I Googled it, I researched, I printed out. I'll never forget, like I would start printing out like foods I can't eat. 
and the printer just kept spitting out pages. <laughs> and I was like, no, <laughs> like, stop. It was like eight pages of like, you can't have this and this and this and this. And I was like, what? Like, and I was just kind of left to myself to do this research. And of course, like my family um, helped, especially my mom. And I took these eight pages and I went into my cabinet. You know, you have roommates. We each had like our own cabinet. And I just pulled everything off the shelf and put it on the counter. And I was like, I can't eat any of this. Like you guys, you know, fair game. And then oh I God. cried when I realized I couldn't drink beer or eat pizza anymore. That was, yeah. I had a tear run down my face. Well, that's a, well, that's a big one, like beer and, and, but they do have now, I think it's gotten like way better. They have yeah. the gluten-free beer, yeah. right? Absolutely. Stuff yeah. now. It's, Is it good? Have you had it? I have. Um, I think I was, a. I loved, I loved beer. I enjoy beer. I enjoy different types of beer, especially like weedy beers and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Weedy beers. That's a Weedy one. beer. I like that. <laughs> so um, I think for somebody that, you know, had celiac before they turned 21, it's the beers are probably better, but I'll definitely say that there are some better ones now on the market. I mean, years ago, it was just like drinking a bottle of molasses. They're pretty terrible. Everything yeah, was I, pretty terrible back then. Like, yeah, I feel like it's even with like, the like more organic stuff we're seeing in grocery stores yeah. like even like all of this stuff is like way better because I had a friend who like when she first started <laughs> making gluten-free stuff oh. she would bring things over and it would be like nobody wanted to eat it and then we all <laughs> took a bite and it was terrible like yeah. we, you know we're just but we're trying to be nice and whatever but like but now she's got good gluten-free game. Like there's some good, you know, bake stuff she's doing. I'm like, oh, this is really good. Yeah. Um, there's a so lot I mean, of options. Like when, yeah, that and, and more recipes that are out there now, I think. Absolutely. And you come to realize that you just have to kind of broaden your food horizon, so to speak. There's a lot of different styles and different um, ethnic foods that are naturally gluten-free. So I found in the beginning, I had to just branch out. And the you know when I moved back to Philadelphia for the summer, like the suburb I lived in, there was like one Thai restaurant. And no one in my family had ever had Thai food. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, this is all pretty much naturally gluten-free. So I could go sit down and order like anything off the menu. And that was like, you know, a game changer to me. And everybody's like, what is this food we're eating? Yeah. Okay. But at the time, like the first, I'll never forget my mom, when I first went home, she bought these gluten-free cookies. She found like the one health store and she paid like $8 for like eight cookies. And there were this little oh. round ball, like smaller than a golf ball. And she was in the other room and I opened them up and me and my sister were in the kitchen. And I just like felt it. Like I picked it up and it would just looked like a little tinier than a golf ball. And I was like, this is a chocolate chip cookie. And, <laughs> and I took a bite and I, it was just like eating a rock that had like a tiny bit of chocolate in it. And then I dropped it on the floor and it bounced. And I was like, <gasps> oh, my God. And my mom's like, yeah. how are they? And I was like, they're delicious. Oh, no. and I was like, my sister was like, that's not real food. I was like, no. Your mom, she's trying. Oh, she's so sweet. I know. She was, she was trying, trying to so hook you hard. up with some cookies. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was surprised just kind of looking stuff up. I was really surprised. Like, there are a lot of soups that 
you that are not gluten-free just because I guess they use like some wheat stuff as thickeners. Right. I, I have no idea. I'm like, oh my God, you would think a soup would be okay. I'm still learning. Um, well, I mean, I kind of know now, but the biggest lesson was, okay, I kind of figured out what I can and can't eat, you know, like meat, plain meats, fine, plain vegetables. But then if I go out to eat, a lot of things, marinades will sometimes have wheat or something in them or Pam cooking spray used to be, um, used to have gluten in it. I'm not sure if it still does, but different types of like butters, um, different types of vitamins. I had to look into it because a lot of times wheat and gluten acts as a stabilizer and as something to kind of hold things together. So where I'd be like, Oh, sure. I can have pasta sauce. And then I'd read the jar. I'm like, just joking. I can't have pasta sauce or I can't have like I had to watch out for ranch dressing or different salad dressings. Like it was crazy. Yeah. You don't realize how it's used, just, just what it's used for in other foods. Just, you know, we think like a lot of people just think, oh, you just can't have cakes and bread and whatever, but it's in a ton of stuff that we don't even realize. I mean. Yeah. It was really eye opening, especially to me and my entire family. Just, we learned so much about food because I started reading like the ingredients on boxes, which I had never done. You know, I learned that lunch meat isn't just like a clean piece of meat that's sliced up. It has like a thousand and two different things in it. Turkey at Thanksgiving. I was like, Oh, I can have Turkey. Nope. Like a lot of turkeys are injected with different seasonings Mm -hmm. and flavors that have wheat in them. It's crazy. A lot like bloody Mary mix, like some cocktail mixes, like a lot of pre-made stuff. It's weird. That's where it gets you a lot of pre-made stuff, probably. Yeah. Oh, man. You can't even have a good Thanksgiving turkey without that thing being injected. That's crazy. I know. Crazy talk. Well, they stepped up their game. I think Butterball this year came out with like a – and like there's some organic ones. Yeah. Shout out to Butterball. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. yeah. Picking up their gluten-free Pam, game. <laughs> I know, right? Pam's probably got a little gluten-free option too. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, you see it now a ton like on p- the packaging. I guess that's the – well, tell me this – can you trust the packaging when it says gluten-free? Is it, I mean, or is it, um, I know you can't trust it when it says like wheat-free because that's different. It can be like totally different. I've, some things will say gluten-free and then other things will say certified gluten-free. And for a while I was eating anything that said gluten-free. And then I realized that on the back of the package, it may say at the bottom, like made in a facility that may contain wheat and I kind of uh, rolled the dice too many times with that. And I realized like I get really frustrated if, if, you know, I have a reaction to gluten cause I try so hard. And then I realized I was like, I can't, you know, risk that. But if something has certified gluten free, then like I can trust it. And I get really excited. I'm like a kid in a candy shop. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'll just pull so it off the shelf if it's certified. Yeah. Free. So certified, you're pretty sure. I mean, you you're, yeah. you can pretty much bet that there's no cross contamination right. at that point. Right. Yeah. But okay. a lot of times, if I go to a restaurant and they say like you have a gluten free option, they'll and I'll be like, great, I'll have this. You know, the gluten free option. And they'll be like, well, how allergic are you? Like, oh no, do you have celiac <laughs> or are you? And I'm like, I don't know. Like I'm allergic. Like I can't have it because they're like because. <laughs> you know, we open a pack of bread or like we use the same fryer or, 
you know, just there's a possibility for cross-contamination, which you never know how bad it is. Like if somebody's like, we have a loaf of regular bread on one corner of the room, and then we have the gluten-free bread on another table, and there may be air cross-contamination, like some kitchens are very serious about it, like I'm fine. But if someone's like, you know, I may have cross-contamination because I'm using the same knife to cut this and to cut your gluten-free bread, and I'm using the same table and the same grill and the same fryer, then that's like a different story because that can affect people that are super sensitive to celiacs. Yeah. And I'll say this, I mean, kudos to them for saying something to you because yeah. I mean, it could have been where they just didn't, you know, they could have been just like, oh, they're just observing a gluten-free diet right. as opposed to, you know, your situation, which I'm not, let me just clarify, I'm not making fun of anybody <laughs> who's observing a gluten-free diet. <laughs> if you choose to observe a gluten-free diet and you're not celiac or whatever, I'm, that's your, that's your yeah. business. Um, it's interesting but- <laughs> about that because I have a love hate relationship with people that choose not to eat gluten-free. Um, and I hope that doesn't come off wrong, but it's just like, it's a, it's amazing because it brought so much awareness to it. And there's so many more gluten-free options when you go out to eat. Um, and then there's times like where I hope my sister doesn't listen to this. Well, I hope she does, but she doesn't. But like where she's like, oh, I'm not eating gluten because it's not good for you. But then the second it's somebody's birthday, she's like having a slice of cake. And I'm oh, like, yeah, totally. you just can't choose. Like that's not fair. <laughs> like you can't be like, I'm gluten free. And then be like, let me a slice of that birthday cake or that pizza. You know, <laughs> as I'm eating like, you know, like a date muffin in the corner. Right. <laughs> date muffin. <laughs> That sounds delightful. <laughs> I've actually never had a date muffin. I'd had a date brownie, but for some reason, muffin <laughs> popped in my head. You know what? Well, tell me. Wait, hold on. Have you ever had the RX bars? Can you have yes. that? I'm trying to think yeah. what's in it. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. I love those. I'm trying to think what all's in it because it's like one of those. It's one of those protein bars that, if for people listening who have <laughs> don't know what I'm talking about, it lists all the ingredients on the package. Like it's like. Four cashews or yeah. whatever it is, yeah. like four almonds or two dates. And it just made me think of that because I mean, there are dates in there. And I actually like the RX bar. Yeah, there's a lot of dates. It's like dates, eggs, and nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. You can have – that's great. Yeah, because there's nothing else. And they don't have any cross-contamination. I love those bars. Those are great. I like them too. But sometimes if they're not super fresh, they can get a little sticky to your mouth. Oh, yeah. That's a good sentence. Well, I – it's sticky to your mouth. Yeah. I think there's just sticky in general. Yeah. I mean, I'll, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> it's like if I'm driving in the car and I have, I have an RX bar and I go see someone, I've got like all this yeah. chocolate sea salt all over my yes. teeth. You know, The chocolate sea salt are the best. But I, I've had to lay off them because I think we um, spoke about this when I saw you recently. Like I will find something that's gluten-free and that'll be like my new go-to for like a month and then I'll just be over it for a little while. Like it happened with Lara bars. Um, my mom found that Costco sold Lara bars and they're gluten-free. So birthdays, Christmas, anyhow, I was just getting shipments from my mom of Lara bars. And I was like, if I see another Lara bar, you know, I'm going to, your mom is awesome. By the way, so many Lara bars. So many Lara bars. (laughs) 
And it just got to the point where it's like, nothing against Lara Bars. I love them now. They're great. But like at that time, it was like my only gluten-free go-to, like on the go. And I was like, I can't take another bite of a Lara Bar. And then that's what happened with RX Bars. I was like, ooh, a new gluten-free protein bar. And then I overdosed. And then you're like, chocolate sees all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then too many. Yeah. So what do you do uh, normally for your breakfast? Do you eat breakfast? Um, not, it depends. Like on weekends, I'll have eggs or an omelet. Um, my husband, Chris, is really good at making gluten-free pancakes. So nice. we'll do that. Okay. Um, like during the week, an, an RX bar or kind bar and like a piece of fruit, or I'll just make a smoothie. Um, which is another, I just noticed this recently in, in Charleston that I have to be careful if I get a smoothie out places, because if it has peanut butter or a protein powder in it, a lot of times mm-hmm. those will have wheat in them. And I'm like, just thinking I'm getting this like super healthy, like fruit and protein shake. And then it destroys me. So I'll, yeah. I'll make one at home with like frozen fruit and veggies and some almond butter. Nice. Yeah. And that's, and that's, um, and Charleston's got, they, they're actually, people think, oh, Charleston, South Carolina. There is a, um, a nice little progressive city, nice little foodie town. So they're, they're doing, I think they're doing really good on that stuff. They, um, are probably going to get better at yeah <laughs> all the gluten <laughs> stuff and whatever. Well, since I moved here, you know, it's been like just about a year and a half. Like they have really stepped up their game. Like when I first came down, I was like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm gluten free. And I got looked at like I had three heads of mm-hmm. all the places you go, which still happens. But then there's other places that understand it. And then um, now there's more like health, healthy style eating places coming up. Another great sentence. Healthy style eating. Yeah. But they, they do lack in gluten-free beer. I will say that. Charleston, if you're listening, yeah, up your gluten-free beer game. <laughs> gluten-free beer game. Maybe you need to bring it. You need to you need to be the gluten-free beer Person. maven of Charleston. I don't know how that would work. Yeah, but uh, somehow it is, a, it is a good port city. So, hey, we need to bring in some more gluten-free beer on the uh, tankers that come in. <laughs> Um, a whole whole creative. I'm just down there on the dock, like flagging down my creative food free bear, like right here, this one. Um, oh, I don't great. have a drinking problem. I just want to say that I feel like I've talked a lot about food free beer. No, but that's no, but I'm glad you say that because that is one of the biggest. And listen, this happened in your 20s. I mean. Jeez, I mean, you're you were like just having a good time. You're just in college. You're yeah. like, oh, and then all of a sudden, oh, no beer. You're like what? Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, that's kind of a big deal. The beer thing is kind of a big one for a lot of people. Well, it was like a big um, social thing. I would go home for the summer to the Philadelphia area, and you know, you there would be a bar that had like dollar beers and dollar slice of pizza night, or you know, like wing night. And I did. There was times I didn't go because. I would sit around and be like, oh, I can't eat any of this. Like, this is weird. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone's having 25 cent wings and pizza and beers and I'm sipping on like a glass of wine and a salad. And And your date muffin in the corner. Yeah, my date muffin in my purse. (laughs) 
The cookies my mom packed for me in my purse. The the rock hard (laughs) golf balls. Yep. Your purse. (laughs) She shipped you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Well, that's, I mean, you know, I, I think it's, I don't know. I, we, like you said, I just saw you. I was just in Charleston a few weeks ago. And, um, you know, like you said, on one hand, you appreciate, like you said, love, hate. Right. On one hand, you, you, you they have brought awareness. The, the ones who are who do not have celiac disease have brought awareness to the gluten-free situation. Right. But on the other hand, you know, when we went out to lunch, and by the way, you guys, we took Janine to a sandwich place. So just FYI, that we are totally on uh, knowing what she's not supposed to have. <laughs> and she we took her to a sandwich place. <laughs> and I sat there and I watched you guys eat sandwiches as I sipped on a glass of wine <laughs> but 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 you know you but you had your thing yeah. and you re- you recommended the place anyway it was good it was good um it was so funny i thought it was so funny He's recommending a sandwich place jeff <laughs> oh great um no but i you do i i mean i can i watched as you ordered you know you 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 talked to the waitress about what you needed to get or whatever and it is a love-hate thing in that you know you you have a serious issue right yet there you're you're I, I'm not speculating on what you're feeling, but it appeared to me that you you might be like concerned about if they're judging you on like are they one of these like pretentious Yeah. Oh God. Go back. Oh, I said earlier I wasn't gonna judge anybody. I just did it. I'm sorry. Um I'm not saying everybody who's gluten free is a pretentious, but what I'm saying is there are some people out there that are giving you guys a bad name right. when they order stuff at restaurants and then all of a sudden you're like Dude, I'm totally gluten free for reals, and you're concerned if they're the waitress is going to be like judging you, and it's just as I can't imagine like being you know every time you go out to eat in a restaurant you're like yeah okay here we go it's tough yeah, because to to yeah like I I should be better at it I think I just sometimes get tired um, but like I know my husband and like my mom whenever we like go either of us go out to eat there, um, they'll be like, you know, she has celiac disease. Like she has a serious, you know, a real allergy. And I'm kind of like, gosh, like it's, it's annoying, you know, like I I appreciate people doing that, but sometimes like, I just don't want to think about it. That being said, I have to, because since gluten-free has become, you know, so much more prevalent all around and in restaurants and everything, when people started having gluten-free menus and options and you say you're gluten-free, people just thought it was like the diet fad. That's a choice. I'm not judging anyone's diets. Like eat what you want, yeah. eat how you want. Absolutely. But it became a big fad for a while because people thought it was a yeah. like low carb. And so then I remember a couple of times like where I got sick because I was just like, oh, you know, I'm gluten-free. And they're like, great. And they don't take the necessary precautions because it's like, oh, we put her burger on the bun. We'll just take off the bun. Or like, we didn't think that there right. might be breadcrumbs in the burger. Like, so people made it harder because you wanted to trust everything. And now I just have to specifically say, and or people ask, like, are you really allergic? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And even like what you just said that stood out to me, like even breadcrumbs and like, just, I mean, cross-contamination, like, but yeah, like even just a sprinkling of breadcrumbs right. that might get dusted in there. 
I don't think people realize that is like, that's huge. I mean, that can cause you to have like a setback, just a little lovely little episode where you're just like, great, yeah. thanks, you know, and then boom. And I used, having an issue. I used to be more relaxed about it, but then I've, you know, over time I realized I'm like, oh, it's probably okay. You know, it's just a couple breadcrumbs. And then I realized that the thing with celiacs is that even you know, it's not like we have a peanut allergy or something where I get hives and I blow up or I can't breathe, you know, or something that, that, that immediate, but it slowly really just destroys your insides. And it's not like I'm running off to the bathroom or something like it'll slowly take down. Um, and I'll stop absorbing nutrients, be malnourished. It can cause like, I started getting sinus infections, from mm-hmm. it and just other like crazy things that I'm like, Oh, like I feel awful and terrible. And it's because like I let a breadcrumb slip onto my plate. So I just, you don't want to be that person at a restaurant or when you go to a party and be like, what's in that? No, sorry. Like I really need to know like what's in your taco dip, you know, what kind of taco seasoning yeah. did you use? Because a lot of taco seasonings have gluten in them, you know, but I found myself regretting it so much more. And once I learned more about the long-term damages celiacs can have on your body and how it can just lead to things like osteoporosis and, you know, infertility, and it can lead to like different types of intestinal, like long-term damage versus like, Oh, I'm just going to get bloated and get a, you know, a sinus infection or a headache for a few days. Like it can really taken yeah because it it just halts your i mean it just jacks up your absorption yeah. essentially of your nutrients so like yeah it's not for you know it's not just oh oh just have a little episode in the bathroom right. uh because i went to in and out burger no it's um you know <laughs> i miss in and out burger you, you know <laughs> i was gonna say that in and out burger if you're listening send me some gluten-free burger protein <laughs> oh my god in and out um you could say i have a love-hate relationship with it <laughs> oh boy anyway well um this has been awesome before we go hey is there something like is your favorite go-to gluten-free meal or snack or what's your we already talked about all your bars but like what what I are love your our bars and our ex no um <laughs> my go-to kind bars too kind bars are gluten-free oh kind bars are great They're yeah so delicious um i guess if i need something easy i know i can count on like i just get like quinoa or salad okay um freshetta started making gluten-free frozen pizza um but i can't really think about like a goat a go-to yeah, you like to mix it up. I like to mix it up. Nice. I like to get, um, you know, the the frozen pizza. I trust those more than I trust like pizzas out, and t- typically they are better, which is weird. Yeah, out in a pizza, yeah, pizza joint. Yeah. Uh, that is interesting. Um, wow, because I, I know there are some. Yeah, oh, Udi's makes some yeah. good gluten free breads now, or like if you can get like a gluten free bagel, that's delicious. Oodies, yeah. Everybody's loving some Oodies right Udi. now. Okay. And Char, okay. there's a company called Char. Okay. It's a German nice. company. 
Um, and if I like can get like a bag of pretzels that are like GF, you're, it's so weird. You think like pretzels, like who cares about hard pretzels? But you're like, oh my gosh, this is such a treat. They're gluten free. I like that you said GF. That's going to be like you get your, uh, yeah, I just going to make sure they're GF. <laughs> I didn't even realize they said it. GF. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I've never heard that before. Like you're the first person. Really? Oh, I say it all the time. I'm GF. Is that GF? That's great. Gluten-free. I love that. Yeah, like, hey, I'm GF. Do you got some GF pretzels? I mean, that's fantastic. My oh whole family my is like, is that GF? Can you eat that? Is that GF? Oh, my. <laughs> your mom. Your mom. Oh, she's leading the charge. I mean, still, it's yeah. been so long. You know, it's 2004, and I still get every meal I eat with my family every time I'm home. Can you eat that? Can you eat that? Can you, are you sure <laughs> you like can eat I'm, that? I'm like, I'm – uh, <laughs> you're like mom i'm i am still alive yeah. and i am normal yeah in, in my nutrition and right. weight so yes or my dad will be sure like oh can you have that jay can you have that are you allowed to eat those <laughs> well i'm eating them so I'm, I'm guessing i'm allowed to <laughs> i think i know what i'm doing at this yes. point yeah oh that's <laughs> all right <laughs> well hey um Oh, it's so good to see you a few weeks ago, and I'm so happy to talk to you right now. And I thank you so much for sharing all your GF, your gluten-free stuff with us about celiac disease and all your experiences. And oh man, we'll just we'll have to talk to you again sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me, and thank you for exploring the world of um, gluten-free with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Get back I don't to know where I was going then. with that. Okay. It was good to see you. All right. Talk to you. Talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.